welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the episode. This week I am talking about the lies and half-truths that we believe that keep us stuck, that keep us from ever reaching our weight loss goals, and that serve as really convenient excuses for us to not succeed. And also, some of this information truly is just bad information that's very popular that's out there. And so I'm just going to go through one by one the most popular ones that I hear as a coach and the ones that I observe and the ones that I really, really uh, clung to that kept me stuck. And I'm going to debunk them one at a time. So bear with me here. I'm just going to be using my experience. I'm going to be using the experience of my clients and I'm going to be using the uh, logic that is present in our brain when we stop and think about some of these things. Now, this is all my perspective. Some of this may not be something that drives with you. I ask you to take what serves you and leave the rest right here in podcast world. <laughs> Before I get started, I want to just ask you, if you find something valuable in this podcast, please share the podcast. Send it directly to somebody that you know. Shoot them a text with a link. Um, post it on your social media. This podcast really only gets out there to other people if people share it or if they stumble on it somehow. So, It's really, really, really important. If you love this podcast or if you find something in this episode that was really powerful for you, please share it. I would really, really appreciate it. So um, one of the most common things that I hear when I coach weight loss clients is that uh, this idea of it's not fair. I spend time with people or my husband or my wife who they don't have to watch what they eat. They can eat whatever they want. They never get fat. They don't have to worry about it. Um, That is a lie. There is no human being on earth that gets to eat whatever they want, whenever they want, and in whatever quantities they want and not gain weight. It's simple science. And you have no idea what's going on behind the eyes of the people around you. I will tell you that a vast majority of my binge eating clients have no weight issue at all. They're at a healthy weight, but they struggle with binge eating behaviors on healthy foods or on foods that are not necessarily bad for you, but they have a hard time controlling themselves. Also, people who look like they're fit and healthy, if you see them eating junk food or going out to dinner and having a big old meal, you simply have no idea what they're doing. The other, let's see, how many meals in a week? 21 meals in a week. You have no idea how they're eating the other 20 meals of the week. There is no healthy and fit person who is eating burgers and fries and ice cream and cupcakes and donuts 21 meals a week and not gaining weight it's not possible that is a lie it's a pity party type lie that we tell ourselves and i'm not criticizing you i'm just telling you that it's easy to buy into that a little bit of a woe is me and it's not fair when we are struggling and we see other people appearing not to struggle now It's really important to understand that, of course, there are different body types, there are different metabolisms. There are people who just don't don't really love food as much as, say, I do. There are people who have really high metabolisms and they do burn food a lot quicker than I do. I mean, the metabolic rate for a human being can vary by a thousand calories 
easily between one person to the next. So it is true that some people do burn more, their furnace runs hotter. But I'm just telling you, it's absolutely a lie that all the skinny people you know do not have to think about what they eat. They get to eat whatever they want and they've never had to diet. When people see me now, they assume that I've always been fit. Which is, I guess, you know, we assume whoever we see in whatever state they are, they've always been that way. But walking down the street, nobody has any idea that I have fought my addiction with food my whole adult life. And it's taken me a lot of time to come to peace with it. And that when I walk past a donut shop, it takes all of my willpower. So you just have no idea what's going on in the minds of the people around you. So that's a lie. Other people cannot eat whatever they want, whenever they want, and not get fat. Another lie is, I burned 400 calories according to my Fitbit at my workout, so therefore I can go eat um, more food. And if I don't eat those, then I'm going to go into starvation mode, so I better eat those calories. Okay, first of all, um, Fitbits and trackers like that, um, it's an estimate of how many calories you burned. You really have no idea how many calories you burned on that walk or in that class. And if you're trying to lose weight, you should not be ever eating the calories that you burn in an exercise class. You're working out to burn extra calories to assist in your weight loss goals. You're working out to increase your metabolic rate to burn more calories to increase your weight loss. Not to mention, most of us need to be working out intentionally or exercising intentionally for a good 60 minutes a day, even if it's just a walk, just to kind of break even because we are a seated nation and most of us sit and we spend a lot of time lounging. So when you go to a workout or you go to the gym, it's awesome to see how many calories you've burned according to your tracker and compare it to what you burned last time and to kind of have a benchmark as far as your exertion level and what kind of work you're doing. But as far as eating those calories, if you're trying to lose weight, do not count those as calories that you then get to eat. The exception being if you do a really hard workout or work out for a couple of hours, you're doing an endurance event, you do need to replace those calories if you're like say when I climbed a mountain or if you're running a half marathon or doing something for a long time. It's important to replace some of those calories so that you have energy. But on an average day, going to the gym for 45 minutes, doing a class, you do not need to worry about eating those calories. You will not go into starvation mode if you do not eat those calories. Another lie, I can't lose weight, so I need to eat less. I can't lose weight fast, so I need to eat less. Um, I'm not losing weight fast enough, I need, to eat I need to eat less. Eventually, I have clients who are eating 1,000 calories a day, 800 calories a day, continue to cut it down and bemoaning the fact that they're still not losing weight. And when I say, oh, you're not eating enough, they come back with, no, 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 if I eat more, I gain weight. This is a big problem because your body needs fuel to function. Your body must be fueled to function. And if you continue to cut food out of your body, it's going to stop burning. It's going to conserve energy. That is where starvation mode goes. If you're eating under 1,000 calories a day, that's when starvation mode really does kick in. Your body will start to conserve energy. It will choose not to burn fat on your body. It will start to our bodies are so efficient. It will start to adjust your metabolic rate and you will start finding a slowdown in your metabolism. Also, 
whenever you do get tired of eating that way, nobody can eat that little for very long. It's a binge waiting to happen. When you do binge after you've been eating so little, your body then says, oh my gosh, thank you for the food and hoards it and stores it. And so now you're in a counterproductive state. So what I ask people who are hyper-restricting is how many days a week do you hyper-restrict? Typically, it's four to five. Typically, on the weekends, those same people overeat on the weekend. So on a Monday through Friday, they may be eating 500 to 800 calories. And then Saturday to Sunday, a complete blowout, 5,000, 6,000 calories. And then go to bed feeling shame on Sunday night. Wake up on Monday and start hyper-restricting. I know this because that was me. That was me for years. Even after weight loss surgery and I had gotten to a decent weight, I was at a comfortable weight, that became my life. I'd do well all week. I'd eat 800 calories a day. I'd work out twice a day. I'd come to the weekend and all of a sudden I couldn't do it anymore and I would eat all weekend. And then Sunday night I'd be in bed angry, upset, full of shame, bloated, feeling sick, and wondering how on earth I could beat this binge and emotional eating situation I was in. And I would just start over on Monday morning and I'd commiserate with my friends at the gym like, oh my gosh, I feel like garbage this Monday morning. I ate Oreos, I ate a whole bag of Cheetos, I ate a whole bag of Pringles, I went and had pizza. And when I did the math to add up all the calories for all seven days, the reason why I wasn't gaining weight is because all of it averaged out to be about how many calories I should be eating every day. And when I realized that, it was a whole lot easier to eat, you know, whatever it was, 15 to 1600 calories every day instead of 800 calories a day and then a blowout on the weekend. Also, that's when I learned about never binge again. And I learned about making food rules so that I could have consistency in my behavior seven days a week. And I didn't have to have that binge restrict cycle. So it's super duper important to know that it is never okay to eat under a thousand. Mostly it's never okay to eat under 1200 calories a day. And if you are, and you're losing weight, I promise you it is temporary. I promise you your body is going to punish you for it. And I promise you there is a better, safer, healthier, more sustainable way for you to lose weight. And it doesn't have to take any longer because when you're walking down a straight path and you're not stopping to fall in the ditch and stay there for a few hours, you're going to get there much faster than if you're running and you crash into the ditch get stuck in the mud and have to pull yourself out and lose all of that momentum. So it's more important to be slow and steady. Think about if you were driving to the mall. So many people want to lose weight super fast. If you were driving to the mall, would you gun it, go through every single red light, every stop sign, risk your life to get there as fast as you could because you just needed to get to the mall? Or would you decide to take the safe, reliable path you know will get you there, it will take you a little longer, but you know you're going to get there and safely. Most of us choose the latter when we're going somewhere, but often when it comes to weight loss, we have this idea we have to lose it really, really, really fast. In fact, one of the other lies that I hear a lot is, I need to lose this weight fast, so I'm gonna lose it fast, and then once I get to my goal weight, it'll be easy and I'll, I'll find a way to just keep it off. 
That has never happened <laughs> that I know of for anyone. Because when you reach your weight loss goal doing something unsustainable, it's exciting. I've hit my goal. And then what do you start to do? You start to eat again because you've not had all those foods. You haven't been eating. It's so exciting. I hit my goal weight. I start eating. And then guess what? You start to gain that weight back. And you typically gain it back faster than you lost it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got to lose that weight. But you're so dreading going back to that hyper-restriction, you can't bring yourself to start again. Say, okay, one more week. Okay, one more day. Because you, you know how hard and difficult and how you had to white-knuckle it. You never want to do it again. So that's why so many people lose weight fast and then gain it all back and then some because they just can't bear the idea of going back to that hyper-restricted way of eating. And of course you don't want to. <laughs> of course you don't want to. It's like being in a, in a super duper tightly packed, no air conditioning taxi cab with 17 people in one little car because you know that you've got to get somewhere. And then you get there and it's the wrong place. And you think, oh, I got to get back in that car in order to get where I got to go. Maybe I'm just going to sit here for a minute. Maybe I'm just going to... Wait, maybe I don't need to get there so bad. <laughs> this is a bad analogy, but that's really how it is with weight loss. And so it's so important that you don't focus on how fast you lose it. You focus on losing it in such a way that you're retraining your habits, you're learning new ways to eat, and it becomes part of your life so that there isn't an end goal. It's just how you eat. Otherwise, you won't keep it off. Another lie, I'll be happy when I lose weight. I'll be happy when I lose 30 pounds. I'll look in the mirror and feel good about myself when I lose 30 pounds. Well, while you might feel better about how you look if you lose 30 pounds, I'm here to tell you your life will be the same. In fact, your life might even be harder. And so there is no, there is no pot of gold at the end of the weight loss rainbow. It, it doesn't exist. Weight loss is just taking fat off your body. Who you are now with excess weight on you is who you are going to be. You're going to be able to operate more freely. You're going to be able to move more freely. But your problems, your spouse, your work, all of those things are still going to be the same. And so this delusion that all we have to do is lose weight and we'll be better, or I'm so unhappy, if only I could lose weight, everything would be better. It's, they're not connected. It's important to take stock of your life and where you are and how much you love your life or do not love your life outside of the fact that you have excess weight on your body. I just want to say, if you need to lose weight, all that means is there's excess fat on your body. That's it. It's science. It's mass. There are, there, there's fat on your skeleton. Period. You are not a bad person. You are not a weak person. You are not ugly. You are not devalued. Your body just has some fat on it. Who you are inside is who you always will be. The person that I am right now is the same person I was when I was 400 pounds. I was buried under a mountain of fat, and therefore I didn't feel confident to express myself. But when I lost all of that weight, my life didn't get easier. All of a sudden, I didn't become amazing. I had to love myself first. I had to accept my life first. And so this lie that I'll be happy when I lose weight, it's a lie. You can be happy right now. And I'll tell you, if you have to lose 30 pounds, losing two pounds is joyful. Losing three pounds is joyful. 
every pound along the way is joyful. You don't have to sit there and hate your life and all of a sudden, after you've lost 29 pounds and hit 30, it's going to be joy? No. There's joy every step along the way, every single milestone. Other people may not notice right away, but you'll notice. Your face will be a little thinner. You'll have a little bit more energy. Just remember that every single step that you take on a weight loss journey is something to celebrate and it feels good. You don't have to wait for the end goal to be happy. The process is exhilarating. If you have 30 pounds to lose, think about how happy you'll be when you lose five. Five pounds is a lot. That's 20 sticks of butter off your body. So why not aim for five? Hey, I'm gonna lose five pounds. I'm not gonna think about the top of the mountain. I'm gonna think about getting to that next rock right ahead. Five pounds. That'll take me a couple weeks. I don't have to do anything crazy. I'm just gonna count my calories, count my macros. I'm gonna go for some walks. I'm gonna do some extra workouts. I'm gonna drink my water. And in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna be really close to losing those five pounds and I'm gonna feel good. And I don't have to worry about it ever coming back on because I didn't do anything crazy to get it off. That's the kicker. Another lie I hear, I can't eat carbs and lose weight. The only way I lose weight is if I cut all the carbs. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can lose weight eating carbs. You can't lose weight if all you're eating is junky, empty carbs. I mean, I shouldn't say you can't. If you're eating junky, empty carbs, that means you're not getting full. You're eating nutritionally deficient foods, and it's going to be really hard to stick to a diet and lose weight if you're eating junky carbs. Any diet that focuses on high protein, eating your protein first, which is the building blocks and repair fuel for your muscles and also is very satisfying. If first you eat protein and then you accessorize your meals with some carbs and some fat, you can lose weight. You can most definitely have carbs. If you're an active person, you should have carbs. If you're lifting weights, you should have carbs. Carbs or fat are what your body uses for energy. So if you're only eating protein, you're gonna feel like garbage. You're not going to have anything feeding your brain. You're not going to have anything feeding your muscles. You must have some carbs and fat. Now, if you're trying to lose weight and all of your calories are coming from carbs, you're going to be full of glycogen, your blood sugar isn't going to be regulated, and you're going to be hungry because your body burns carbs super fast, and whatever doesn't burn just stores as fat. But when you eat protein first, you're going to get full, your body, it takes, your body does not want to convert protein into fat. It's nearly impossible. It's super hard. So it's going to find a use for that protein before it stores it. And you're going to find that you don't have room to eat a whole bunch of junky carbs in your stomach. And a meal that consists of protein, carbs, and fat is very satisfying. A smaller meal that's protein, carbs, and fat than, say, a meal of just carbs is going to be a lot more filling. Because you've got three different food groups, your body has to go to work to digest and to process all of that, and so it's very satisfying. So you can eat carbs and lose weight. I've talked about it here before, but I really recommend downloading the app MyFitnessPal and working on sticking to your calorie goal and your protein goal, those two things. If you stay under your calorie goal and hit your protein goal, the fat and the carbs will just simply take care of themselves. Because if you're eating your calorie number and your protein number, the rest will be carbs and fat. And it can't be excessive carbs and fat or you'd go over your calorie goal. So that's a really easy way 
to make sure that you're eating carbs, but you're focusing on protein. Another myth lie that I hear is that's healthy fat. So you see people dumping avocado on their salad, putting avocado in their eggs, eating extra egg whites, putting coconut oil in their coffee, just like all kinds of healthy fats. So healthy fats are healthy, but they're also highly caloric. So if you're doing the keto diet, for instance, or doing any kind of diet that's allowing for a lot of fat, you need to pay close attention to your calories as well if you're trying to lose weight. You cannot lose weight unless you're in a calorie deficit. It's science, period. I didn't make it up. So while it might be a healthy fat, there are a lot of calories in one gram of fat. Nine calories in a gram of fat versus six calories in a gram of protein, I think. I have to look that up. But anyway, it's a lot. And so avocado is good, healthy fat for you. Peanut butter is good, healthy fat. Nuts are good, healthy fats. But they should be rationed. They should be measured. They should be eaten carefully because you can blow through your entire calorie goal in a day if you're just sitting there in front of the TV with a Sam's Club-sized box of cashews. I've done it. Also, your guts will hate you. So yes, it's healthy fat, but healthy fat has a lot of calories. So just because it's healthy fat doesn't mean that there are no calories. Another lie, I have to enjoy my life and go out. I'm not going to just go out and not eat what I want because the life is meant to be enjoyed. I agree, thousand percent. You should go out. You should enjoy yourself. If you're going to dinner, you should eat something delicious. However, life is enjoyable when you are healthy. Life is enjoyable when you're reaching your goals. So there's a balance between, yeah, I want to go out and have fun and enjoy my life. And I want to go out and have fun and enjoy my life in a body that I have shown up for with goals that I have prioritized. It is totally possible to go out and have fun and eat dinner without throwing your goals away. You can go out and not drink. You can go out and not have dessert. You can go out to dinner and make a healthy choice that's delicious. You can have something that is out of the ordinary and highly caloric. You can't do that every single day and every meal in order to lose weight. You can be the person at a party who chooses not to have dessert. You can be the person at a party who chooses not to have the bread basket. It's possible. You're going to live the rest of your life with these foods and these events. There's always going to be special occasions. There's always going to be options to go out to dinner, to see friends, to go to a barbecue. And it's important that you choose the events that you want to indulge in those things and then find ones where you say, you know, this is fun, but I can have just as much fun with a Diet Coke. I can have just as much fun not having dessert. I can have just as much fun if I have veggies instead of um, carbs or bread with my food. You can go out and have fun. You can go to that barbecue. You can have a burger on the grill. Do you need to have a burger on the grill and a hot dog and potato salad, coleslaw, five beers and potato chips? You don't. You don't. You can still go and have fun. These are, these are decisions that we have to make. It's a little bit of a pity party there again to say, I have to go out and have fun. I can't just not live my life. That is true. But you can also make decisions that allow you to have fun and also allow you to be true to your goals. They are not mutually excuse, exclusive. Think about celebrities. This is one thing that got to me one time. I saw an interview with J-Lo. And she was, um, I don't remember, it was like Ellen or something. And Ellen was talking about how, what a beautiful body she had. And she's like, you're just, you know, how do you stay so fit? Especially on all these movie sets. 
And Jayla's like, I know, they got craft services, everything you'd ever want, just right in front of you. And it occurred to me in that moment, I was like, JLo has a craft service table with anything she wants, all the food in the world, anytime she wants, all these rich celebrities, they could have all the food they want at any time that they want. Everything is a special occasion. They're traveling, they're on set, everything is at their disposal. And they're living their best lives and doing all of these things and they're fit and they're maintaining a good body. So they're not choosing those things even though they're there. And it was this big epiphany for me. Because, I mean, if I go somewhere and there's a big table of free food, I'm like, free food, I don't care what my goals are, this is free, free crab legs, free M&Ms, woo <laughs> But there are people all the time who see things and they're free and they're amazing. And they still say, no, that's not in my goals. No, I have, I have to take care of my body. It blew me away and it changed something for me. When I go out to special occasions or I see beautiful yummy food or buffets or treat tables or there's a candy dish at a gas station or a car wash or oh, popcorn, oh my gosh. My car wash I used to go to had popcorn in the lobby. Like waiting for your car to get washed and you can smell popcorn and not eat any? Like this isn't, that's so cruel. But then I was like, well, if there wasn't popcorn here, I wouldn't even be thinking about popcorn. So I don't have to have the popcorn. But I mean, not to say you can't eat popcorn, but I'm just saying you can make these choices. You can make these choices and still live a good life. And living a healthy life in a body you love is enjoying life. It's enjoying life a whole lot more than going to every barbecue and indulging in, you know, and then feeling bad about it. Another lie. I don't have time to cook. Healthy food is expensive. It's just impossible. I have a family. I can't afford to cook, you know, all that stuff. I, I don't have time to cook all that stuff. Well, well, I don't have a family. I don't have a bunch of kids. I don't have a husband. I know that it's difficult to eat healthy at home and to cook for your family. But I am going to tell you, if you decide to do it, if, if a doctor diagnosed someone in your house with some kind of a disease where you could no longer eat junk food, you could no longer eat garbage or whatever it is that you're having issues with, you would find a way. And it is that serious. It is that serious. Your health and your well-being is that serious. And you can start small. You do not have to change everything about how you eat overnight. You do not have to throw out the contents of your pantry. You do not have to go full organic right now. What I encourage you to do is pick one thing, one thing in your house that you know is unhealthy for your family and replace it with something else. Are you guys um, eating too many snack foods, eating too many convenient snack foods? What can you do about that? Can you buy some pre-cut veggies? Can you buy some pre-cut fruit? Can you find something healthy to replace it with? Something, just start there. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can buy rotisserie chickens. You can buy pre-portioned containers of vegetables. You don't have to buy organic. It's better to have a cucumber than to have a candy bar, even if that cucumber is not organic. So obviously organic is ideal, but you, A lot of us choose to never start because we can't do it all perfectly all at once. So don't get stuck in that lie. Start and find one thing and change that one thing. Maybe you're grabbing fast food too often. Maybe you're just, it's just so much easier to get a pizza or to get fast food for your family. What's an alternative? Can you stop at your grocery store and get a rotisserie chicken and um, a bag of salad or maybe even like a deli salad with vegetables in it? Anything is better than a pizza or a bag from Wendy's or McDonald's, anything. 
So those are little things that you can do. You can think of, all right, what is a little better alternative? You know, perhaps you say, all right, well, we're going to go to Jimmy John's. We're going to get unwitches. At least there we're getting rid of the bread and the fat. We're getting rid of the fried food. We're getting fresh sandwiches or Subway or something like that. Find a healthier swap and start there. There's always going to be a reason why not to. And so just start small, one little swap at a time. Another big lie, and this one will keep you stuck, is I already blew it today. So I may as well start tomorrow. That'll happen, like say, you start out your day, you have your healthy breakfast, you get to work, there's donuts, and you eat a donut, and you're like, all right, that's cool. And then you go back in the break room, and you're like, hmm, maybe I'll have another half a donut, and you have another half a donut. And then pretty soon you're going in there, and now you've had three donuts, and it's noon. You're like, well, I guess I'm starting my diet tomorrow. No, no, no. You can stop at any point, in any time, in any day, and draw a line in the sand and say, mm, I'm starting over right now. Even if you've got 1,300 calories of donuts in your belly and it's 10 a.m., you can start over. You can say, mm, you know what? I'm starting this day over. Day one, right now, zero, zero. And pretend like it didn't happen and start over. Does that mean you're gonna have a higher calorie day than you planned? Yes, of course it does. But the mental power of saying, I have to start over, I'm done. The donuts are done. What would I normally eat for lunch? Well, now you're probably not very hungry um, and you're full of donut, but still, I would say whatever your plan was for the day, execute it. Maybe you don't eat, end up eating as much because you already ate all those donuts, but put the line in the sand, pick that experience up, put it over your shoulder and let it fall behind you. The sooner you can do that, the better off. And you're gonna have to do that for the rest of your life. The faster you are at doing that for the rest of your life, the more successful you're going to be at losing weight and keeping it off. Even now, when I eat something that I shouldn't, I've gotten really good at saying, all right, that felt terrible. I shouldn't have done that. Shake it off. Put it behind me. It didn't happen. I am back on track right now. The end, period. And shake it off. It's like walking down a road and falling in the ditch. How long are you going to sit in the mud? You can sit in the mud and get covered in mud and get stuck in the mud and have the mud cake on you and have the mud become a part of you and cry about the mud and just say, well, I'm in the mud. I'll never get out of this. I always fall in the mud. I guess I'll stay here until you're sick and tired of the mud. And then you say, all right, fine. I guess I'll get out of the mud. Or if you fall in the mud, you say, "Ew, this is disgusting. I hate the way the mud feels. Let me get back on the path ASAP. The sooner I get out of the mud, the sooner I can get back to where I'm going. That is powerful. Keep that metaphor in front of your mind. That is in front of my mind and it saved me so many times. I used to binge and then I would just make it last for a day, two days, three days. I would just binge for days until I got sick of myself and feeling like garbage and then I was like, all right, when is Monday? When Monday comes, I guess I'll get back at it. And I've spent six days gaining five pounds where maybe the thing that tripped me up was a 400 calorie thing. So now instead of 400 calories, I've got 8,000 calories under my belt. That's the power of how quickly you get out of the mud. You can turn a 1,200-calorie binge into a 10,000-calorie binge, or you can say enough. And these are the strategies that will help you lose weight, but also make sure it never comes back. By taking the long road, by paying attention to these things, to deciding that you are on a journey and you are not stopping because you are eventually going to reach your goals and stay there, 
You will have to learn these lessons and you'll get better at it. It's hard. You will get better at it and better at it and better at it. What's your alternative? You know what the alternative is. If you've been fighting a weight loss battle for a long time, you're living that alternative. It's up and down, yo-yo, shame blankets, pain, frustration, self-loathing. That's what happens when you try to do the old way, the way that you're, you're sure is going to work this time, but doesn't. It leads to frustration and failure. You can't do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. It's so important to stop and say, okay, what am I doing here? Let's think about this in a new way. Let's find a new mantra. Let's find a new way to shape this and frame this in our mind. I don't want to live in this cycle anymore. I want to win. And when I win, when I hit my goal weight, I want to stay there for the rest of my life. There's no point in losing weight and getting to a goal weight if you're just going to gain it back. So the way you lose it and the path to get there needs to be sustainable so that you can do it for the rest of your life. That goes right along with, I've tried everything, nothing works. If that was true, no one would ever win over their weight because there's 50 diets out there and some of them work for lots of different people. It's about finding the thing that works for you. And if you haven't found the thing that works for you, then I am here to tell you that the problem is not the diet. The problem is you. The problem is your ability to stick with something and decide that you're going to follow through. It's so easy to follow a diet for a while until, like, let's say that you were counting calories and you were doing fine for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden you got invited to a breakfast buffet and you're like, oh man, so many calories in breakfast foods. When I was on keto though, I could do breakfast buffets. Yeah, maybe I'll switch to keto. I'll switch to keto. And then you switch to keto, you go to breakfast, you eat all the fat that you want. It's super awesome. You're like, yes, cool, I'm on keto now. And then a few days later, you're like, oh man, I really want a sandwich with some bread. When I was counting calories, I could have bread as long as I didn't have a whole lot. Maybe I should just go back to counting calories. Yeah, I'll go back to counting calories. So then you have the bread and the sandwich and you switch that. And that works really, really well. Um, you see the pattern? This is what we do. This is what I do. This is what I did. Whatever served me, whatever was convenient, I'd switch. And guess what? There is no diet that says you can have whatever you want, whenever you want, all the time. There's no way to lose weight that says you can eat all the fat and all the calories that you want, whenever you want, and lose weight. It doesn't exist. And so when we hop from thing to thing, essentially that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have it all. And we can't. It's more important to understand that we have to have balance, that we have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, and that it, we don't always get to have everything that we want. We can have anything we want sometimes, just not everything we want all the time. So no diet hopping. So if you've tried everything and nothing works, most likely the thing that doesn't work is you. And it's time to work. It's time to say, okay, I'm gonna work this time. I'm gonna stick to something, period. All right, the biggest lie that's keeping you stuck is that you're a failure. That because you have not won your weight battle, that you're a failure and that you're never going to get it. That's the biggest lie that's going to keep you stuck. Because guess what? Just because you've never succeeded at something does not mean that you cannot. When you were a kid learning to ride a bike, 
if you fell down the first couple of times and your parents came over and said, ah, I guess you're not going to be a bike rider. Let's get rid of that bike. That would have been insane. Or like when you were learning to walk and you fell down a few times, they're like, well, let's get this kid a wheelchair. Clearly they're never going to learn how to walk. They haven't done it yet. And I mean, history tells us that they can't walk. No, you hadn't learned yet. You hadn't found the the kicker, the thing that clicked that made it possible for you to walk or to ride a bike. Same with when you started to learn to count or to do math. You got things wrong and then you learned from them and then you corrected them and then you eventually learned math. Learning to read, you mispronounced words. You spelled things incorrectly. With enough practice, you were able to read and to write. This idea with diets that if we haven't won the battle and we're still overweight, that we're a failure and we're never going to lose weight, it's just absurd. And it's so, so defeating, demoralizing, and it fills us with shame. And it's just not true. It's just not true. There are tens of thousands, millions of people who have conquered obesity and who have lost excess weight. It is possible and it is possible for you. The most important thing that you can do is to start over every single day. Every single day is day one. So even if you had a really good Saturday, Sunday is still day one, fresh day. What's my day gonna be? What decisions am I gonna make? Yesterday is over, tomorrow's not here. All I have is today and it's day one. So today I'm going to choose. What am I going to choose? I'm gonna choose to invest in myself because I'm worth it. I'm gonna choose to simply be consistent today with what I said I was going to do because I'm worth it. I'm a beautiful, amazing, perfect person with some extra fat on my body, that's it. And I'm gonna make decisions today so that my body burns some of that fat so it removes itself from my body, that's all. That's all. It's a math equation, it's science, it's just fat on a body, it's just having your body burn some fat for fuel has nothing to do with who you are. You can win over this, you can be victorious, you can reach your goals. It's absolutely impossible not to reach your goals if you do not quit and if you do not turn around and run backwards and when you fall down not if you fall down when you fall down if you get right back up and have a day one right there at the moment that you fall down stand up and start over you will hit your goals it is guaranteed you cannot be in a calorie deficit you cannot be following a healthy diet and not have your body get rid of excess weight. Now, it takes a little longer for some than others. It does take time. But you will get there if you do not quit. And if you stop believing these lies, if you stop buying into the lies, if you stop having a pity party for yourself, if you stop believing that you are not worth it, if you stop believing that you are a failure, if you choose instead to say, this is simple science, I am capable, I am powerful, and I'm perfect already. If I wanna lose this weight, great. If I don't, I'm still amazing. I'm still valid. I'm still worthy. I'm still enough. But I wanna do this, and so I'm gonna show up and do it. So you're not a failure. And just because you haven't won yet doesn't mean that you can't. That's all I have for you today in this episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this podcast and 
these episodes that you love. Thank you for sharing them directly with your friends, with your social media. It means the world to me when I see online that you've shared this podcast. The best way for you to share it, honestly, is to send a link directly to somebody that you think would get something out of this podcast. Because saying, hey, I have a podcast for you is great, but sending a link where they just have to click is much more powerful and makes it easier on them. So send them a link. You can do that through iTunes, through Spotify, through Anchor. It's really easy. Also, if you could let me know, I would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you learned or what you felt when you were listening to this episode or any of my episodes. You can find me on Instagram. I'm destination underscore begin. Send me a message there or leave a comment. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Leave a five-star review would be so great. Um, And you can also email me, Kristen at destinationbegin.com.